Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Uh, I am Spencer Hall, Editorial Director of SB Nation and Editor of Every Day Should Be Saturday. Joining me uh, live from Cobb County where the dogs are literally barking. That's why he's sitting inside and not out on the, the cricket veranda he usually joins us from is Jason Kirk. For now. I'll go back out in a minute. Uh, also, inside forever, because that's how New Yorkers live those glamorous lives, inside a tiny box is Ryan Nanny. Oh, but but when it happens in Japan, it's very chic and interesting. But here, it's just stupid and expensive. That's correct. All right. No, I'm fine with that. I could live with that. When they do it in Japan, it's periodically interrupted by colorful family fights and festive bouts of traditional behavior. In New York, it's interrupted by... Jet, jets games. Jets games and the wafting smell of urine from the street. So, so Jets games. So Jets games. Uh, you know we haven't talked about enough? And frankly, we've just been disrespecting. USF. You know? <clears throat> Close. Close. A dyslexic would say yes. Yes, Ryan Nanny. That's the answer. Because I don't think we've talked enough about Florida State. If you are currently talking about something else other than Florida State, what are you even doing with your life? Disrespecting the Knowles, that's what. That's right. I think you need to step it up a little bit. I think we need to go ahead and talk a little bit about probably, um, I'm going to say, the most important game of last weekend. That'd be Florida State demonstrating its depth, its maturity, and all three strings of that NFL roster, stocked with no fewer than 44 NFL first-round draft picks. I'm just being, that's conservative. Yeah, that's assuming the NFL doesn't expand uh, the draft when, uh, when it starts an expansion team in Tallahassee. A moment of seriousness. You did see the onion this week, right? <laughs> with Florida State and Jacksonville with the Jaguars? Nope. No? Uh, nope. We'll, we'll share this and then we'll proceed because... It's 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 well. It's you said you said a moment of serious. You did see the onion. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's 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 the level we've reached here. Uh, yeah, that would that would be the. They did have the pregame coin toss make Jacksonville Jaguars realize randomness of life, but the better one was Jacksonville Jaguars hoping to impress scouts from Florida State. <laughs> Saying they could all go back to college and then get with a better team, because yeah, you know that's how it would work. I, I mean, that, I don't know this onion paper you're talking about, but I think they know their stuff. Hashtag they, it. They hashtag, probably have good sources. Sounds hashtag, legit to me. Hashtag unconquered. Chad Henney's a good kid. I don't think he's ready for Florida State. <laughs> Gonna be real honest. I know he's got a victory against Florida. <laughs> like that means anything. I don't know. We'll see if Jimbo likes him. He could be a fifth stringer here, I think, and that'd still be enough to get him three NFL contracts. He could limp on. He's not quite a walk-on. He's more of a limp on. He could be Osceola. I don't know. That that requires some accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to be comfortable with gravity. <laughs> you got to be able to hit the earth with a flaming spear. Are we really going to put Chad Henney in that category? you gotta, oh. you got to be mobile enough to sit still. God, we can't even talk about Florida State without making fun of Michigan. Jeff Driscoll hit the ground with the spear. Ah. 
And that and that's how the moon caught on fire. <laughs> he finally lived up to his billing. He destroyed the moon. And now the oceans are all ruined because there's no <laughs> there's nothing to guide them. Just say it, say roll tide. No, I was trying not to say tide. <laughs> because, because listen, we, we set out here today to talk Florida State. And we ended up talking well, Michigan, which led us to Florida, which led us to Alabama. Well that and would frankly, the, this is getting further and further from the the real stuff. That would require Jeff Driscoll to have the ability to beat Alabama in any sense of the word, which has not happened, which is why we're just going to abandon that piss poor trash heap of a team they got over there in that town out to the right. Don't give me your cardinal directions. It's right. Over to the left is Tallahassee, where the real team is Florida State. I want to tell you a few things about Florida State. First of all, they did beat Syracuse. And I know what you're saying. Oh, it's Syracuse. Can't take them too seriously. Not a, not a particularly challenging team down in that weak-ass ACC. Well, first, that's just disrespecting the rest of the Atlantic Coast Conference. You know, you know the ACC, uh, they say it's weak, but it's got Florida State in it. Mm. So Can't say that about any other conference, though we're trying to change that. Although, if we were realigning, I think we all agree. The American Conference has the following members. Florida State, and that's it. That sounds... Pretty American to me, buddy. That's all you need. Big, sexy, undefeated, respectful to Native American heritage. Hmm? That's, that's Florida State in every single way. And that's why we get a white guy and dress him up like an Indian and have him throw a spear at midfield. Because we respect the heritage. The horse is authentic, though. The horse is, the horse is definitely a Native American. So horse. are all the students and their authentic chant. But, you know, when you're playing a team like Syracuse, all you want, just get in, get out, get Jameis' 300 yards, get him his three TDs, get him out there without getting hurt, and just, you know, get the kids a little bit of time to run so you can get back to Tallahassee and you can enjoy the proper good things in life. For instance, did you know that the Tallahassee Police Department recently received its fifth straight accreditation? Should be 22nd straight, but, you know, not everybody in Tallahassee can accomplish what the football team has. You know, you can't has. spell accreditation without SEC ESPN bias, so that's probably why it's only four. I'm not even going to count that. I just think that sounds right. Don't even look it up. You don't have to. Why would you? Yeah, Research, it's, on, re- it's on Nolapedia. Why'd you have to look it up? Research is for losers. Oh, but, you know, you got to do a little bit if you want to appreciate things. For instance, I can tell you, Florida State has a 56.8% acceptance rate. And that's higher than Harvard's. Shoot, that's higher than Twitter. Isn't acceptance the most American of all values? Mm-hmm. Additionally, Florida State had a recent campus campaign advocating for cybersecurity. So don't leave the browser's password up there. Don't tell it to remember the password. No, I disagree with that. I think, I think that's just being a, a good friend and a good roommate. Yeah, that's just being a good neighbor. They also, they also have the Mag Lab, which uh, is about magnets. So uh, Juggalo Science is a specialty there. I was hoping it was going to be about magazines. Uh, that too. Magazines. I was hoping it was going to be about like like uh, ammunition magazines. Uh, there's that. There's that. All yeah, three, all three there's that at Florida State. Yeah. And uh, additionally, I, I think it's pretty much unquestioned that we, uh, we believe FSU to have the strongest Twitter following. The most vocal, the most clever by far, yeah. 
oh, they're hilarious. And, and so, so, um, so present. So, uh, so, you know, whenever you need, whenever you need someone to weigh in on a topic and, and help you steer it back to Florida State, they're just, they're there, they're eager, they're willing, and they're capable. Just reminders, just keeping us all on path. I think we should unleash them on Yelp and just be like, I give this pizza place two stars because it had no Knowles paraphernalia, despite being in North Dakota. <laughs> I went to the French Laundry. You know what they didn't have on the menu? Florida State. <laughs> didn't think much of it. About, about a star and a half. Frankly, I paid too much for it. Said it's a fish restaurant. I didn't see any Jimbo Fisher, though. <laughs> you know how slow the waiter talked? Jimbo could have read that thing three times in the time it took him to just detail the specials. One star. He'll probably commit to Miami now. (laughs) Easy. Easy, Ryan. Easy, buddy. Miami's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Have them just go on Yelp and go to, you know, other stadiums. Because, you know, other stadiums are on Yelp. Yeah. Get get those Florida State State (laughs) fans to go to, say, for instance, Michigan Stadium. Say things like, that's a piss poor Jumbotron. Not even a Jimbotron. <laughs> Jimbotron, where messages are beamed at like 400 megabytes of meaning a second. Just try to transcribe these scores. The scores are just scrolling across the screen like... <laughs> you, you could rake in so much advertising money. <laughs> Play 10 ads, 10 ads a second. Yeah, it's going to be $4,000 for a nanosecond, and we're just going to keep rolling them. So this is going to get expensive, but, you know, your message it's is going to be It's that subliminal quickly. advertising. Yeah. Sub, sublimin, subliminal advertising. Sub- <laughs> oh, I think we fulfilled our, our share of Florida State talk. But no, I'm just kidding. For, well, I was going to say, what, for this quarter of the podcast? Just, you know, we'll just keep going. Um. This past weekend, uh, in, in a university that has a significantly lower acceptance rate than 56.8%, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did go to Michigan. Now, neither of you have ever been to a game in Michigan before, right? Right, right. Nope. Nope. Um, there's a few things you should know about going to Michigan. I know that they were not at their best, happiest, or you know, most content when it came to how things were unfolding, but it's still a really nice place. It's a beautiful place. Everything's dappled. Ann Arbor's specialty is dappling. It's just endless dappling. Sun dappled leaves with dappled color. Just one big, great lakesy looking kind of place. Don't know what any of those words mean, but it sounds delicious. Well, it's the kind of place where you just imagine that somebody would just pull a trout out of their pocket and go, oh, I was saving this for you for later. Jason, dapple is a hybrid of an apple and mouth tobacco. That does sound delicious. Mm. There is a strong redneck contingent. I went to the bathroom at Michigan Stadium, and there were two cans of Skull, one wintergreen, just sitting on the, the commode. Did you bring up that it's not even winter yet? No, but it was 37 degrees, and I didn't really know how cold I was walking along. I can't feel my hands. How cold is it? They're like, 37. Like, is that cold? They're like, no, no, 
That's that's not cold. Was everyone wearing like tank tops? There were a shocking number of people in shorts. <laughs> There's I will I will give them that that there were a stunning number of dudes in hoodies and shorts at the game. I respected that. That's that's a look. It's a look that says the nerves in my legs are dead and have been for years. Additionally, the stadium is really cool because it's dug in. So when you go in, you kind of enter at like row 60, I think. And it goes down. And it really is like the old, oval, uh, completely impractical, non-marketable kind of, of space. Which is awesome because... It, it, Notre Dame has the same thing, but it's Notre Dame, so I can't really enjoy it. Whereas Michigan appears to have some non-lizard kind of people in the stadium. So that was good. The game was one of the worst I have ever watched in person. It was not good football. James Franklin really did try the worst fake pun I have ever seen. Good thing you're going to Florida next week. <laughs> not, not just Florida. Stupid. No, no. I'm going to Mizzou at Florida. Oh, you're so stupid. Mizzou, fresh off of a zero point <laughs> performance against UGA. I'm gonna, and, I gotta get a piece of this Mocktober action while I can. It's going fast. <laughs> it's going real fast. It's, it's not pumpkin spice. I don't know what's wrong with it, but the kids just are not buying it. Gonna have to just roll that inventory over to the Toyota Thon. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Michigan is a great place. The people are really awesome. Uh, the town is beautiful. The stadium is great. The team is not good. It's a it's not a very good football team at all. Devin Gardner just makes you sad to watch because he really cares, and uh, he's obviously very valued by everyone there. And I think they've just completely shorted out his quarterbacking circuits. Period. So. Let's not talk about that because it's kind of depressing. Um, Jason, you did watch you watched TCU Baylor, did you not? Uh, yeah, I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. That was one of the one of the games I paid the most attention to. It was one where uh, it feels like a train flying off the rails the whole time, and uh, towards the end, you start thinking, "Okay, TCU is going to put this thing away." You know, you have you have always this notion in the back of your head that Baylor's capable of scoring thirty points in two minutes or whatever. Uh, but you think, surely TCU can keep scoring enough to hold that off when it comes. But then it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, like, we, like we've mentioned a couple times this week, then you go back and you look and you realize Baylor actually played pretty well on both sides of the ball despite giving up 58 points, <clears throat> which sort of hurts the soul to say, give up 58 points. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, was, it was kind of the best of both worlds. It was the high-scoring game where not all of the high scoring was due to awful defense. I, I, I still believe in both of these defenses. It was just a football game that just turned into a basketball game, and everyone just kind of went with it. Like, you know, just one of those nights, man. Just go with it. We won't talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Gary Patterson wants to, wants to, uh, wants to uh, face himself in the mirror or anything. But Gary Patterson was kind of chapped after the game. No? Yeah, he was, uh, he said a Baylor defensive back, I believe, threatened him. And there was video of the two interacting, and it looked pretty awkward. And uh, Baylor's defensive coordinator broke up whatever was going on. Um, if it was threatening, I don't know, because 
Uh, I think Gary Patterson's bigger than <laughs> than the kid. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they've got a little rivalry going. The Baylor fans are accusing him of gesturing the student section, and last year, uh, Patterson. I think he accused uh, another, a different Baylor defensive back of cheap shots. And, of course, the whole time, you know, Art Bryles is just saying uh, just just witty little snappy things about it. And that's that. But, yeah, he doesn't like Baylor. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with him. You know, you don't know what he keeps in that wooden leg. Probably defense. <laughs> not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to have defense to stand on. That fourth quarter started out 51-37 for Baylor. And there were two scores on Saturday that I was tracking during the Michigan game that didn't require any knowledge of how they were going to work out other than what you already knew about the teams. One was Florida, because at one point Florida was up, uh, I think, 27-24? Sure, whatever. Sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, whatever. We were up. We were up 27-20, and I saw that and thought, <laughs> now this is over, Les has already won. He's totally won. There's no way we're going to hold that lead, and I was right. Right where he wants you. Right where he wants you, with about six minutes left, 27-20, and Florida had the ball, and I thought, nope, going to lose. Totally going to find a way to lose this game, and we did. Now, what score uh, would you have seen on your phone and thought, hey, we might pull this out? We would have had to have a four-touchdown lead in the fourth in, quarter. I was going to say, that has to be at least in the second half. Because we could have blown it easily. A seven-point lead with Jeff Driscoll as your quarterback? <laughs> that's, a, that's a statistical error. It's just a margin. The other game where I saw a score and thought, I know exactly how that's going to turn out and this game is totally not over, was 51-37 at the start of the fourth quarter. And then it went to 58-37, and I still thought, ah, Art, you know, Art's got this. Don't worry about it. And then Baylor scored three touchdowns in about six minutes. Yeah, there's, well, the other one that I would submit for that uh, just look at the score, and you know everything you need to know on her would be uh, Alabama-Arkansas. <laughs> I don't even think anyone actually scored. I think the, the points on the scoreboard just sort of grew like like interest over time. Like Each team was spotted one, and then it just sort of ticked upward. This is a savings bond you were given as a baby, and we forgot about it. My uncle got me apple stock when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like trust fund touchdowns. That were that were that were uh, that were given like twenty years ago. That's that's North Carolina Notre Dame too. If we're talking trust, if we're talking trust fund touchdowns. Yeah, those those matured quite a bit quicker. Yeah, like ooh, twenty one points in the second quarter. I guess the sock split. Congratulations, young Manfred. Yeah, when, it's, you're, it's when you're twenty one. North, Carol- <laughs> North Carolina all year. Are they just going to be the team that scores sixty five points and loses in every game? And yeah, like well. They got they got shut out by Clemson, so except for that one, I guess. <laughs> oh man, there that's not gone any positive direction whatsoever. Like they could fire Larry Fedora after this year. Bring he, back Butch I, I really hope there's a bidding war for Butch Davis between UNC and Miami. 
There will be. <laughs> it's, it's the ACC. That could totally happen. Like, and, well, there, there could be another job or two open up in that division, so maybe there's like a four-way bidding war. <laughs> Butch Davis is the bell of the ball. <laughs> Just may, coach them all. What's the difference? May I see your dance card? Oh, I see you've worked under Greg Schiano. <laughs> <laughs> you were an assistant under under oh Jimmy Johnson. God, last century. That's wow. a real. That's a real thing. The last football job Butch Davis had was as a special assistant with the Greg Schiano Bucks, so that he could still get paid by UNC. <laughs> Like, he got hired on as a consultant, basically as a tax dodge. There was a, po- there was a point where the Alabama-Arkansas score was on the board, and Alabama scored, and it became 14-13, and that score just hung, right? Just sat there like a tethered blimp, not moving or changing. And I think after, like, six minutes of that, six or seven minutes of checking the score on that game and not seeing it move, knowing that Arkansas was totally doomed. You're like, nope, they're not getting one point. Yeah, I was watching that one, and it felt completely insurmountable. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was, was it that it, bad? It, it was, like, it was yeah. like watching a child try to water ski for the first time. You're like, yeah, just lean back. No, just, just pull a little. <laughs> no, you got to. At, at the very end of the game, some, uh, some Bama happened. The uh, Bama got a free 20, 20 or so seconds ran off the clock by their own false start. Yeah. <laughs> they basically got a free a free third down and didn't have to punt. Uh, and it was you know Arkansas fans were mad, but it's like what are you really going to accomplish? You know the, you'd just be getting your hopes up again for. I mean, knowing Bielamo, you'd probably like run the ball with <laughs> eight seconds left. <laughs> what what else, what else is there to accomplish? It's what the card said. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have to draw up what Brett Bielema's card says. <laughs> just Brett Bielema's card. It's just an Uno card. I think it says go for two, no matter the situation. That could be in consumption, could be in love, could be in football. <laughs> the card says go for two. Be- beers? I'll take two. Two. At the same damn time. That's I'm Brett going, I'm going to the John. The card says go for two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, even have to. You're open behind the arc. I'm walking this ball to the key because i uh, got to get in the post. It says go for two. Go for two. Did you just imagine Brett Bielema playing basketball? I did. And Oh, oh you know he skins. Oh, he's, he gets that belly up on you. It's like, why do you, you don't even wear glasses. Why are you wearing goggles? Got You know, it's for intensity protection. You know, because I got two eyes. So in case need... someone starts playing that fast basketball that leads to death. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He did coach at Wisconsin. <laughs> it's just him and Bo Ryan, him and Bo Ryan trying to just slow down the heat death of the universe one I, sports play at a time. I would normal. watch I would watch a Bo Ryan Brett Bielema one on one game for days. You'd have to watch it. Yeah, for that days. would be the only way to watch it. <laughs> the it'd only be like a, it'd be like a cricket match. And we're here in day three. <laughs> the tour the tour day Madison. <laughs> It wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the ashes. It would be like the the hashes. Bielema just keeps going to the bench to eat sardines directly out of a can. <laughs> smoke a, smoke a little hash. Eat a little hash. Uh, the other game of note for me was 
we stayed up late to watch USC Arizona, and I watched this with a bunch of Michigan fans who were rooting really hard for for Rich Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, it was it was endearing actually to see it happen, which made the ghastly finish all the more <laughs> worse <laughs> because it happened, and you could see this look wash over their face where they all realized that they'd done that, that they'd been through that, like <gasps> that, like the Rich Rodriguez team would get the onside kick but blow the easy field goal wide by like 10 feet to the right. It was, uh, there was a little PTSD in the air and I'm not going to say it wasn't slightly entertaining. Did you, did you hear what Sark said after this, I think earlier this week about this game or about the, his team generally? Mm. He said they were a Hail Mary away from being a top five team. <laughs> As as if the Boston College game didn't ne- even happen. Ooh, uh, well, I, you know that that game could have been won with a hail mary. Uh, <laughs> maybe if you do it just right, you get you know multiple touchdowns there that carry over. Yeah, I see where I see what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. It's it's innovative, man. That's, you gotta that's, you gotta think outside the box. You gotta not blink. Remember, Steve Sarkeesian sells things by kind of talking. With his head tilted about two inches up and not blinking. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. He's a very convincing Home Depot employee. <laughs> no, man, you got to get the high gloss. I know it costs more, but you want See, it. the thing is, when he talks, you're just looking at his weird chin. So <laughs> you don't even focus on all that stuff he's saying. Why did you commit? Chin dimple. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a chin. I had no choice. It's amazing. Uh, let's go ahead and get to reader mail for this week, if we can. Uh, Ryan, your first question. Okay. Uh, which team in the top ten is most clown fraudulent, and how would Mark May slash Lou Holtz defend defend this team? Uh, this question comes from uh, Perhu. Yeah, I, I, I think, Spencer, <laughs> you're indicating that the answer here is Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a very confusing team because they showed almost no offense against Stanford, which fine. Stanford's an excellent defense, probably top five. And then they showed no defense against North Carolina, who's pretty good. So on offense. On, right, on offense. So if you can't, move the ball against a good defense and you can't stop the ball against a good offense, my math tells me you might kind of be a so-so team that just got to play Syracuse. There's your Syracuse dig. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Syracuse is really, really good, Ryan. Yeah, you can't do that. Florida State almost covered the spread against that team. Yeah, now, just because we need to talk about Florida State as much as we possibly can in this podcast, I want to remind you of the real clown fraud in the top ten, and that's Baylor. Because remember, whenever Baylor comes up, Florida State fans rise from their coffins and then ascend into the trailers. Baylor and Oregon. Oregon makes them even matter. But in that case, I'm going to go with Mississippi State, who, uh, who who rose to number one despite not having won games uh, last year. <laughs> that's that's a convincing that's a argument if I've ever heard one. That's my, my, my favorite FSU fan thing. They say, on the one hand, they get mad because you're comparing this year's team to last year's team. 
On the other hand, they get mad because you're saying a team this year is better than the team that was already ranked number one. So they want you to judge them both by last year and not by last year. Well, yeah, because you're only picking the hateful parts, hater. That's yeah, true. Listen, I got mean, I, I got to keep talking about this so we can work through my issues. That's right. Because I'm the one who's wrong here. I know. You know what that sounds like to me, Jason? Clickbait. Just oh. clickbait. Oh, typical page view. Oh, you SEC bias. Don't you hate when you're talking to somebody and they they say something that you have to click on, but you don't have a mouse because it's a conversation clickbait. Yeah, or like when you know when something really interesting happens and you look at it, ugh, clickbait. Oh, clickbait. Or, or like you know you hear a song and you like it, such clickbait. Oh, natural disasters, clickbait. I've been saying that since Genesis. <laughs> so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna name my hunting dog. Clickbait. Moses was just a listicle generator. <laughs> he did well. He he was the originator. Came down with ten. All he did was follow the ESPN narrative. Yeah, yeah, and then and then he turned it into paid content. That's right. Hi, you know what? Stay woke. You know, it's all about ads. It's all about ads and just keeping the narrative going. Just keeping mm-hmm. the narrative going and keeping the knolls. Down where the man wants them to be. Down where the just powers that be. <laughs> just keeping like them down. So at, just keeping them down at number two. And what is it? Way, oh, way, way down there at way, number two. Way down there at number two. I do like. I, I will say I do like that Florida State fans have now been put in the very fun position of vociferously defending Clemson. No, 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 Clemson's. Clemson's a top team, and Florida State beat them. I don't know Clemson's if you heard. incredible. I don't know if you heard without Jameis Winston. I don't know if you were there. You may not have heard about it. Also, why are y'all paying so much attention to Jameis Winston's troubles? I don't think that's fair to the young man. <laughs> Listen, I just told you he was suspended. Why are we talking about if he might be suspended again? <laughs> Even though, if he is suspended for the Notre Dame game, then we get to talk about how great it is we only won by two points. So I kind of do want it to happen. Uh, it sounds like a hater is just jealous of us having all the bases covered. Speaking Listen, of bases, got an excellent got baseball team too. Yeah, that's they hate our baseball team too. It's probably number two. Yeah. They're just mad because Florida State fans can hold two opposing thoughts at the same time. Florida can't even catch a ball. They got you there. Yeah, they, they've really got us there. I, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to make a snarky comment. I like that Jason gets bothered by Florida State fans way more than either Ryan and I do. Because we're too, we're too weird. Like, Jason actually has to say things. Like, Jason occasionally has to present information in a straight way, right? Uh, as, as college football editor. So he encounters a lot of Florida State fans who can read, like, a literal sentence, right? Well, and I also have to run multiple Twitter accounts, uh, one of which is not my personal voice. Correct. I have to read a lot of uh, comments that I can't reply to at all. <laughs> well, what, what, what it is... Spencer is that you and I are part of some lesser gang in the Warriors, and Jason just like run. He's just like the fucking subway operator who's like, man, these fucking assholes with the baseball costumes again. Gee, I'm just trying to get home. We're just we're whereas, the, whereas we're like, yeah, stab us. We don't care. We're, we're not going to school, dude. We're, we're in the. <laughs> In the Harry in the Harry Potter cosmos, we're Ravenclaw, right? The one that never even gets described. They're like, ah, oh, you know, the ones with the books. You know, also, also that one. <laughs> books. Yeah. And that Jason, one. Jason's just you know running a a tobacco shop in London. He's a, just some muggle. 
That sounds, I don't know, I, I don't remember those, but that sounds about right. <laughs> um, let's go, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one here, uh, which is, uh, who, what is your favorite non-sports related Twitter account? Well, this question doesn't make any sense because everything's sports. Uh, I think the best Twitter account uh, in all of Twitterdom is still Drill. Ah. Yeah, Drill. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the best Twitterer ever. If you do not read Drill, just know that it's a long series of paranoid tweets about his stupid son and about how he was abused by police. I'm gonna, D, I'm, I'm, that's D-R-I-L. I, I remember I was at a, uh, I think I was at a Barnes & Noble, looked down on my phone, got a notification that Drill had joined Vine. <laughs> And this, like, swell of horror and joy just washed through me. Like, I kind of don't want to know what he's put up, but I can't wait to see. And, uh, and it somehow topped both of those expectations. So go follow Drill. Yeah, Drill is uh, Drill's best. My favorite one is my favorite one uh, of his is, uh, is this. It's just the word no from 2008. It's pinned at the top of his profile, lowercase. No. Like, there was nobody on Twitter, and he just went on, no. It has one point, it has uh, 1,500 likes. Now, what were you guys like on Twitter in 2008? I don't want to know. Things are different, things the same? That was a long time ago. We were all here, weren't we? Damn, we've been on Twitter for six years. That's sad. That's so sad. There's, no, there's no way I was on Twitter. Come on, stop it. Oh, oh man. I, we were all totally here. When was it invented? Like 2006? <laughs> we have We were there the first day. We haven't been anywhere in six years. <laughs> it's a good website. Hey, you went to Michigan. That's true. I did. <laughs> you tweeted about it. I did. I tweeted about going to Michigan. How sad is that? Uh, Jason, your question. <clears throat> uh, this one comes to us from... God damn it. I got to reload it. That ever happened to you? Uh, Twitter handle is such a disease. Name is Old James, not Old Jameis. <sighs> Why not? <laughs> Listen, we'll address that after the show. The question is, is Dana Holgerson's heart healthy enough for sex? Which, uh, fir- first concern is uh, four hours, a four-hour a four uh, four activity. That's every West Virginia game, because ain't nobody, ain't nobody playing no defense, so... Well, it ain't healthy enough for anything else. Uh, I don't think health. I don't think health is a primary concern of the man's. So no. I'll just say, yeah, sure. Relatively, well, he, yeah. I would. I would be surprised if he even has a heart that he hasn't like lost in an underground Keno game at this point. I really see uh, a series of replacements, much like uh, is it crack? What was it? it was not crank? Like, yeah, like crank. Like that's Dana Holgerson, like Krang. He's, he's yeah. got like a he's got like a jet ski battery in his chest. He's got a jet ski battery, and he has to like have sex or he'll die. Hurry up! Like that's the the scene where the scene where Jason Statham has sex in front of like a bunch of horrified and awestruck Asian tourists in Crank. That's every Thursday in Morgantown for Dana Holgerson. That exact, every word of that exact scenario <laughs> has to happen in Morgantown, West Virginia. It's extremely difficult. Uh, that's why you can, have a, you can have a bad season every now and then. No, the man some, has preoccupations. No, there's something to my theory, though, because uh, remember, stimulants make him, sustain him and crank, right? And what is Dana Holgerson always drinking? 
Red Bull is the answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if he doesn't, that sucker will flatline. So that's that's the answer. It's kickstart your heart every day for Daniel Holgerson. Uh, did you find your, uh, let's see. Ryan, you've, yeah. you uh, have one remaining question. Yes, this is from uh, Matt out of hell. He wants to know which college football coach is most likely to be forced out by assistance in a coup. Well, uh, I'd, I'd like to remind everybody that this has basically happened. That's how Phil Fulmer got his job. Yeah, I mean that was more of a of a uh, of a sword fight that nobody talks about. <laughs> Better with a cutlass than you think a man that size be. <laughs> Very nimble. Yeah. yeah good, um, good I will. I will pick Jim Mora because I feel like I feel like things are about to go. Off the off the tracks. Yeah, we might have just witnessed that, <laughs> right? And I would not be surprised if Dan Guerrero went to. Well, he won't go to Noel Mazzone, but if he went to Jeff Ulbrich and said, "Hey, man, I got your back," and like just hands him a sat like a little Saturday Night Special. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> you've you've thought about this to a terrifying degree. Yeah, I'm a Florida kid. <laughs> I got the mur- I've always got the murder planned out. <laughs> it's a required course to graduate high school. Yeah, but you know, really, it's a little too easy in Florida because where am I going to put the body? Oh, everywhere, literally anywhere. <laughs> in the ocean, in the swamps, in the aquifer, where we will all drink it for years and not even know. Exactly. By the by, the time you find this, you'll make jewelry out of it. Like that's <laughs> that's the Florida difference. That's right. Michigan, they talk about the Michigan difference. In Florida, the Florida difference is you can put a body literally anywhere and it'll be skeletonized in like a day. Mm -hmm. Another thing we learn at the University of Florida, Co-Gators. I think uh, my final question is going to be from Danny Will. Danny Will says, picking teams for Legend of the Hidden Temple, Hoke, Muschamp, Burt, Less. Who's first? Who's last? Well, Legends of the Hidden Temple involves a fair degree of physical agility, right? Yep. So I'm going to have to go with uh, our slimmest person here. And that'd be Will Muschamp. It's not, it's not a particularly lean group of men. Uh, I think Less is actually probably maybe a little leaner. So I'm going to go Less and Bert because those are just two wily winners who might do really dumb things, but still come out of it. Also, uh, Hoke and Muschamp will lose, because it's just what they do. Yeah, but Legends of the Hidden Temple is a very time-based game. I feel like that does not play well to Les Miles. <laughs> or does it? <laughs> I don't know. the risk you take. Which, who got off a 50-yarder? Who literally controlled time in the LSU-Florida game with his mind? Also, uh, think about which of these coaches are going to interact the best with that uh, that talking cave god thing. With Olmec? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Le- Les, Les is go- Les. Les and yeah. that dude are going to be down. Less, like less, less is they're going to be at a bar later. Like that Olmec ball <laughs> will just be at the bar. Be like, I saw Olmec puke. <laughs> There's that, that Les Miles quote this week that everyone sent around where he said at uh, at one of his press conferences. The out-of-context quote was, I like Ted. I miss Ted. If he subbed in the word Olmec there, no one would even blink. 
have you seen it? Look at this. He's got so much chest. He just has a want to win this bar. His chest is the earth. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ryan, I'm imagining the the Olmec statue just vomiting up shots. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, Olmec drank so much amaretto. That's <laughs> Miles drinking Aztec game show god under the table. <laughs> oh, well, and, and if we're talking that, if we're uh, Brett Bielema is the choice there because. With that keg, with that keg of a, of a belly, he's going to be the last man standing. Well, I would, and- I, I would like when a temple guard came at Brett Bielema and he thought it was like a sexual thing and started taking off his pants. <laughs> are, we do, are, we, are we doing this? Let's go, go for two. There's, there's two. there's two of you. I'll start with one. Yeah, start with one. See if I can pick up one along the way. That's what the card says. Next week. Next week. Week eight of the season. Florida State. Florida State big. I got Florida State big. Florida State huge. Huge. I got them by... Um, Knowles. Knowles. I mean, it's going to be once... Um, it could get respectable once the backups get in, I think. You know, because they, you know, they just need some reps. But it's yeah, a, we'll, we'll run the backup offense, which is designed to uh, stress test the backups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll do that, you know, because uh, Notre Dame's just garbage. Just no, they're really good. They're really, really good. I'm mean, sorry, they're really good. They're going to be an yeah. incredible test. They're a legit top ten team, a, as we discussed top, earlier. Yeah, that's a top five win. Why are you that taking that is, away that from the team? That team is ranked. Yeah, you know what that means? That means they they're ranked. Baylor hasn't beat Purdue. Yeah, Baylor hasn't beaten Syracuse. Let's see that happen. Oh God, what would happen if Baylor played Syracuse? <laughs> <laughs> It basically happened. They played Buffalo. Yeah, they just, played outdoor Syracuse. Just they didn't play. <laughs> they it's played. Like... They played Cabela Syracuse. <laughs> they they played Syrah Blues. <laughs> oh, it's a quality team when they've already fired their coach. <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah, so that's that's two coaches. Uh, Art Browse has contributed to the demise of so far this year. Oh. Our Hasn't pro- even played Kansas yet. <laughs> I know. God. Our, our, get the interim fired. Get the interim fired, yeah. Art Bryles is the damn, damn Art. I know. He's the damn Reaper. <laughs> he's the slim Reaper. Look at him. Uh, also on the schedule, Anyway, FSU. Yeah, FSU by like 30. This is really the last chance for Florida State to lose. Until, Ever. Until the UVA game. <laughs> That's next year. Next year. Like two, <laughs> two years from now. You know, when Jimbo's taking that Michigan State job. Next. Next year, uh, next year, yeah, when Virginia hires, uh, uh, shoot, I don't know any of, <laughs> I don't know any of FSU's assistants. Don't even try, yeah, don't even try to complete that sentence. You know, when UVA hires who, Jason? <laughs> who? No, I was trying to think of FSU's assistants, and I'm drawing blanks here. It's a pun two ways. Who? Terry Bowden. Terry Bowden. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they'll hire a Bowden. Uh, a couple of other interesting uh, games of of note, uh, at least in the SEC. Like at least in the SEC, A uh, and M is limping into this game against Alabama. Yep. Oh, they are not. There, I don't think this is going to go well for them. A lot of limping going on there. A lot of lo- serious amount of limping. But I really appreciated Lane Kiffin. Adapting to the demands of the Alabama fan base and capping their production at a tasteful 14 points, just like Gene Stallings would have. 
But you know, I, I've, no, I've noticed a, a lack of should he take over the program when Nick Saban uh, ascends to the <laughs> well, heavens. Oh, we, we done hit the air brakes on that, haven't we? <laughs> it seems to have just a tad slowed down. Pull that drag chute. Slow that, slow that machine down. It's almost like you don't get to beat the shit out of Florida every week. Yeah, it's amazing how good Florida can make a team look. Except Florida. They Ex- cannot make Florida look good. Except, oh, if you played Florida versus Florida, it's Nope, just, nope, it's both that, teams look bad. It's that divide by zero, just a mm-hmm. gaping hole in the fabric of the universe. The I thought blue field. looked great in the spring game. Yeah, they, they did. Orange piss poor, as always. Baylor, West Virginia. Uh, basically, Baylor's just going to play this same game every week. Just same script. Going to turn every other team into like a Baylor team that's three to seven points inferior to them. And West Virginia is already there. Yeah, that that's already that's already West Virginia. I mean, this being a this is a this is an eleven a.m. road game Baylor time mm. in a tough environment. Yeah. So this one could get scared. Baylor's got a tough schedule from here let's, on out. Let's let's not pretend like noon is a normal time for West Virginians to get up. Well, like, they'll they'll start drinking at like three a.m. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the sun. The sun, you got to tend to still at night. Got somebody's got to be awake with it. The sun comes down through the trees real fierce around about eight. You know. And you got lawman hunting, right? From and then, until kickoff, and by and by eight thirty, you have transformed from wolfman back into man. <laughs> How many wolfmen are living in West Virginia? I'm going to say like thirty eight. <laughs> they have a Rotary Club. Yeah, <laughs> thirty eight is Morgantown, right? It's in blue. It's in Bluefield. Uh, they meet at a Sheets in Bluefield. <laughs> they all have those, you know, little cup of coffee. They have their own special special biscuit. Yeah, we're gonna stop so by. It's got, it's got people on it. We're gonna see. Yeah, we're, people meet. We're you can get that at any sheets, though. You don't have to be a wolf man. Yeah, yeah you don't. Like, they'll isn't serve there, it up. there one named the Holgo? This one's like got actual pieces of Holgo in it. Yeah, they'll just go to blue. You know, they'll just go to uh, Tudors and order the Howler. You know, the Bluefield Howler, <laughs> the one that's got the man meat on it. Oh yeah, the one for the wolf people. Yeah, we make that out of pieces of Marshall fans. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? Yeah, come on. What you got something you saying there saying they're yep. undelectable people? Never been to West Virginia, Ryan? <laughs> yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of West Virginia to carve up if you had to. It's a good state. We yeah. can all agree on that. That's a great state. We've I've never had anything but a wonderful time there. Not as good as Florida State. No. <laughs> yeah. Well Well, except except for they did uh they did give us they did give us Bobby. That's where Bobby came from. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I, I, and Jimbo gave us Jimbo. Yeah. So in that regard, it is a it is a fine feeder state. Nick Saban's basically like the seventh worst coach to come out of the state. It's like the chrysalis of FSU, <laughs> developing as always into that grand moth of achievement. <laughs> the FSU <laughs> pupa. Just the little caterpillar that you know. You know the the little caterpillar that eats his way through an apple. That's that's what FSU is on the schedule. They gotta They're, eat their way yeah. through that apple and that ice cream cone just to become the big beautiful butterfly. That's right, and that prison wall. A big beautiful butterfly with a back tattoo of another butterfly. <laughs> um, it's Asian. <laughs> it says it, it says peace, love, and harmony. That says Gaoshan bus service. <laughs> Yes, but they believe in peace, love, and harmony. Yeah, 
they believe in getting places on time, just like the Florida State offense. First and ten, do it again. The uh, other game, other games of note: uh, Washington at Oregon. I, Washington's a weird team. Like, yeah, weird. A profoundly weird team that's had like they've played like three or four different kinds of games. Been really erratic. Not, I mean, obviously they're they're five and one, and for Chris Peterson's first year, uh, that's pretty good. But getting into the beef of their Pac-12 schedule. I have no idea what, what either of these teams are capable of doing because the Pac-12 has suddenly become the most entertaining conference in football again. Like, I, I turn on a Pac-12 game, and I have no idea what I am going to see from either team. Yeah, after a year of, of just solid competence, now it's back to being wacky ball. Yes, uneven teams with complementary weaknesses who every single week just do kind of... Uh, it's basically like whose line is it anyway with football. Right? Like, oh, Washington, you play the naughty nurse. And you try to figure out what's <laughs> wrong with Oregon, right? That's, that's what happens in the Pac-12 every single week. And it's actually pretty entertaining because the points really are assigned randomly. And then Wayne Brady runs back a kickoff for a touchdown. <laughs> then they sing a piano song at the end. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Everyone would love that. Everyone would love that so much. <laughs> Holy shit, watch your ass. Michigan State goes to Indiana. They might not win, but Indiana's definitely going to make you dizzy, disoriented, and kind of disturbed at what's happening. Yeah, this I'm pretty confident this is going to be Michigan State's fourth straight unimpressive game. <laughs> One way or the other. And that's not their fault. I want everyone to know that. Indiana just makes you crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a closet Pac-12 team. They are. They're, they're like... They're like Cal's Eastern office, right? Like <laughs> Cal's IT office is Indiana, right? Our servers are somewhere in Bloomington. Yeah, it's the uh, Cal's Indiana campus. Yeah. It's uh, a big system. Any other any other games jumping off of the schedule, gentlemen? Mm, I like this Oklahoma State at TCU game because Oklahoma State is 15 right now. Uh, and they have just kind of been scooting by with Dax Garman, who is fine, but is not, like, amazing. Mm, yeah, coming off, like, a 27-20 win over they Kansas. Barely yeah. with Kansas, and yeah. T- TCU is going to be so mad. Just so mad. They're going to inflict all kinds of punishment. Yeah. Poor Dax. Poor Dax. Poor, poor Dax. With- frogs over Dax. I got frogs <laughs> over Dax. That's a sentence that makes sense in this sport. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would I, I would cast your eyes, by the way, if you want to see a potentially disturbing result, which will result in much teeth gnashing. Uh, the the flying aerial offense of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights goes to the sieve-like defense of the Ohio State Buckeyes. That game could be uh, that game could have some very appalling things happen in it. <laughs> the Rutgers Ohio State shootout between Gary Nova and a freshman. <laughs> Oh, I'm also excited about Kansas at Texas Tech. You idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this could be the game where everybody's like, oh, we paid Cliff Kingsbury a lot of money for a very <laughs> long time. And he's not going to get handsomer. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, we, oh. Well, he might. <laughs> he, he could really grow. I mean, he, you know, so he, he, he's got a very fast. thin face. He could really grow into it. Yeah, I'm seeing so. I'm seeing a lot more of both uh, next off season, both like the uh, <clears throat> seventeen magazine profiles and like the he works really hard articles about him as an actual coach. 
Cliff Kingsbury. Like, it might- feels like every time there's like a, a, a story about how pretty he is. A few days later, there's a story from a serious journalist about how hard he works. He might end up being the Roger Sterling of coaching, where it's just like, wait, did you ever know how to do this job? He's like, no, I, I did not, and I am fine with that. Yeah, and he hires a defensive coordinator who wins all their games for him. Just lucks out. <laughs> wins, a couple, wins a couple of them. And that, that defensive coordinator, Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp, future <laughs> Texas Tech Red Raiders. Oh, man, he'd be so mad coaching that. He'd be like, why do you keep scoring all these points to hurt my defense? That's how you win football games. You need more points than the other. Defense wins football games. You're not my real mom. <laughs> um, UCLA at Cal. I just no. want to, Oh, yeah, I just want to point and what? say this, yeah, is the, this is the what? anti-Jason Kurt game of the week. Um, I will watch it and roll with laughter on the floor because I these kind of games just fill my heart with joy because nobody this knows is, what uh, doing. UCLA's offense, which ranks number one in Football Outsiders F plus right now against Cal's defense, <laughs> seventy points. The UCLA offense, which scores exclusively on like eighty-five yard, completely broken coverages, <laughs> and yet. Which one has the better conference record at this point? <laughs> well, numbers are lies. <laughs> hey, hey, just because Memphis isn't in the Pac-12, hater. Yet. The uh, Additionally... Did we talk about Notre Dame FSU yet? Uh, I believe we uh, need to talk about it again. Just mention how bad the Knowles are going to whip that ass. Ooh. Yeah, even though it's a really good team. Oh, really, oh, yeah. Awesome team. Top, top tier talent. I, gonna, you guys think only FSU could beat Notre Dame? I think so. You're going to see that at the end of the year, which is why I'm going to advocate for them to uh, to not make the playoff because uh, that'd be damaging the FSU. But if I could, if the playoff had like four and a half teams, I'd definitely take a half team of Notre Dame. You know, and, yeah. a, half, and a half team of NC State because mm. they're they're pretty good too. Maybe Clemson. Clemson's a pretty impressive team. So well, uh, NC State. I mean, they beat Georgia Southern. That's a really good point. By uh, at least a score. <laughs> Can I get Wake Forest defense on there? Because they're pretty impressive. They're more impressive than most people know. Let's uh, Cit- I, I, Citadel, one-tenth of a slot. I want to go ahead and uh, cast one little sympathetic note. I over to Georgia at Arkansas. Jerk Weedery asked uh, sh- how should he prepare for the inevitable one-to-three-point win. I-, I don't really know how to help you. Arkansas hasn't won an SEC game in, like, <laughs> this is, are we on two years now? This is year two of it, yeah. Yeah, year two of the SEC drought, currently 0-3 in the SEC. And with the three games this year that they've lost coming by just the slimmest and stupidest of margins, right? Like, um, they did blow a big lead to Auburn. They they let Auburn get a big lead, but otherwise they lose an OT to Texas A&M, and they lose to Alabama. Alabama by one point. So that probably means they're going to lose by a field goal to Georgia here. Hudson Mason, after you know a pretty good performance, will suddenly look like ten times the quarterback against them. So, how do you prepare for that? Um, I don't know. You're an Arkansas fan. You've had more experience with pain and suffering than I ever will. Don't That's, don't don't prepare for it. That's cheerful. I'd probably just go to a wrestling match. I bet there's a lot of those in Arkansas. Yeah, and you know, you're, if you're from Arkansas, that'll make you happy. Uh, upset alert! I don't even know if it's an upset. I, I think Kentucky could beat LSU. Oh yeah. Yeah, that could happen. I, I mean, I think if you say, I think blank could blank LSU, yep. Yep, whatever you want to do to LSU right now. Cause it's that, on the table. Yeah. And it, I mean, whatever you She's I mean, a freaky girl. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's usually on the table at LSU just generally. But in the football sense, 
permissions will be granted. So Gener generous lovers, the, the most generous. Additionally, Kentucky gets to play Mississippi State next week. That is the CBS SEC game of the week. Missis the Mississippi State Kentucky rivalry. The, the cross-division rivalry that was sort of tacked on at the end because we had two spare parts, and uh, let's just make them play each other. And it might actually be a real game. Yeah, that's that could be an SEC title preview. <laughs> Not even joking. I hope. I, and at this point, so bitter, I hope it is. Just hope Mississippi State and Kentucky get to do it again. Slide that back up. And Kentucky wins the rematch. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> and then Mark Stoops is hired by the University of Michigan to be their next head football coach. Man. And Tommy Tuber Tommy Tuberville's back in the SEC, just drives across the river, heads into Lexington, <laughs> rides back into the conference. Yeah. Uh, our late games, uh, Hawaii does not play at home. Much sorrow because we do not get to bond with Robert Kakala, who called an incredible game and in their amazing victory over North Dakota State. Rivalry, trophy rivalry victory. Trophy rivalry victory. And uh, a, their first win in the Mountain West. Uh, but our late games are actually pretty good. Um, you know, Notre Dame, Florida State, where Florida State's going to beat that ass. On a That's a great game. On a quality team. Uh, Stanford, Arizona State, uh, which is kind of intriguing because yeah. Arizona State is, I, I think, doing better than they have any right to do. Yeah, they're a total coin flip team. Uh, probably, probably better than Washington, I think, so far. But um, Do you hate watching Stanford yet? Have we gotten to that point? Yeah, absolutely. Me? Who, me? <laughs> Love it. I, I know you do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not quite there yet, but uh, I'm getting there. Stanford is what Will Muschamp wants Florida to be, but can't even get them to that. Well, I think, yeah, Stanford is Will Muschamp's ideal defensively and offensively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because on offense, they keep the ball for a while, they push it really far away from the other end zone, and then they just leave it there. <laughs> They're like they're, Stanford's <laughs> offense is a push broom. <laughs> well, Muschamp read read the myth of Sisyphus and was like, "Yeah, that's a man who knows how to work hard." So do you do you score <laughs> when you, do you score when you get in the red zone? Oh no, 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 no. no. We, no just, we just put the ball over there so it's real oh. far away. That's yeah. all. We just we just then we tell him to try and bring it back, and like, they can't. Will Will Muschamp's ideal pet is one that doesn't really play fetch so much as it plays takeaway. It's a big slow dog like a mastiff. That you throw the ball and it just goes over and drops it by the pool. It's actually a bulldozer. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my dog. Well, that's a bulldozer. The hound of the Gainesvilles. <laughs> He's my best friend. <laughs> we can probably close on that. <laughs> Go Gators. <laughs> God. Yeah. 